Lord is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Good evening, everybody. I want to welcome you to Victory Christian Fellowship. Those of you that are here, and if you're watching online, we're going to hear from God tonight. Amen. We serve a good God. He's very much aware of what's happening. And Father, we direct our praise to you, Lord. We give you the highest praise, and we bless your name tonight. And we're so grateful and thankful that you're working and moving in our midst, Lord. You're giving us understanding and wisdom. And we give you all the glory and all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together. Let's stand together. Are you ready to sing tonight? We're starting a new song tonight, so bear with us. You're going to love it. Bless the Lord.
Speak it into your life tonight. Oh, speak the word success in your life tonight. Oh, you bring your word to pass, Lord. None of it will ever fall to the ground. Everything you say that I am. Everything you say that I am. I agree with you tonight. Come on, just agree with him tonight. I agree with you tonight, Lord. I agree with everything that you declared that I am. Every word that you like your presence we enter into the holy of holies and we glorify your Lord Jesus and we thank you Lord for speaking to us Oh, come to me, says the Lord, all those who are heavy laden with burden, and I will give you rest. Come to me, all those who thirst, and I will satisfy your mouth with good things. For I am your fire, your desire, and your satisfier. You will find yourself in me. For I have designed you and assigned you to a task. Go and do what I have commanded you to do. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Signature Worship Team. You may have your seats. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.
Do we serve a good God? How often is he good? Just on occasion? Every time, all the time, right? There's not an ounce of badness in God. But the devil is loaded with badness. And I just want to uh, make mention to you of something in uh, Matthew chapter 2, verse 11. It's talking about the wise men. And it said, when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary and his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, you know, they prepared, they, they prepared their long journey long ahead of time with treasures to give to God. And uh, they, they presented unto him gifts, plural, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They loaded up Jesus. Amen? He was just two years old, but you know what? They used that gold to go to Egypt. You know, they were in Egypt for two years. And they had to leave in the middle of the night. How are you going to leave in the middle of the night without making preparation? That gold was preparation. God knew what was coming. Amen? And these wise men, how many wise men are here? It's women too, yes. So you have prepared to give to God. Amen? And I'm not just talking finances. That's part of it, but let's give ourselves to God. Let's give ourselves over to what he declares in his word. Hallelujah. We're so glad that you're here tonight. Father, I just give you thanks and praise. And Lord, the people here and those of you watching online, you know that you can give any time. And we just appreciate, Lord, the givers and the gifts. And we call them both blessed by you and by your hand. And we just give you honor, praise, and glory for that in the name of Jesus. Amen. And uh, ladies, we want you to know that on September 17th, Woven will uh, um, reignite. Right? Reignite on September 17th, Friday night at 6 p.m. It's going to be a great time. And then uh, on September 25th, the guys are going to do something different. Instead of a breakfast, we're going to have a quate horseshoe cornhole and barbecue. And it's going to be the last Saturday of the month, but it's going to be at night from 5 to 7. That's coming up in September. And uh, I felt just like the men needed something fun. And uh, so we're going to do that. So we have a lot of good things uh, that are coming up here at BCF. Amen? Someone say praise the Lord. Lord. Are you ready? Are you really ready? Hallelujah. We're ready to flow. Amen. Amen. Kids, we want you to flow in your class. Learn about God. Amen. Let's dismiss our kids. They have a great time in the Lord. Hallelujah. We appreciate our kids and our teachers. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And we just uh, thank all of our helpers. And all that they've done. Hallelujah. Well, are you guys ready tonight? I am going to deliver a word for the times that we're in. 
Amen. And uh, I want to help you tonight to stand strong under pressure. You know, the, in, the, in the world, there is pressure. The world wants to pressure you to conform to it. Right? But we're not conformed to the world. We are transformed by the renewing of our mind. We are conformed to the image of Christ. I like what uh, the J.B. Phillips translation says about Romans 12.2. It says, don't let the world squeeze you into its mold. You know, it's time for the body of Christ to stand out. It's time for the body of Christ to stand up. Can I get a witness? Amen? So, I want to help you tonight to avoid bowing to the wrong thing. And uh, I want you to go to the book of Esther, chapter 3. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we're going to uh, begin with verse 1. Hallelujah. Someone say praise the Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And in Esther chapter 3, starting with verse 1, it says this. It was in the days of Ahasuerus or Xerxes. I like Xerxes better. It's easier to say. I got to get to the right chapter. It says, after these things, Xerxes promoted Haman, the son of Hamadatha, the Agagite, you know anything about Agagites? About a king named Agag, who was the king of the Amalekites? He was a descendant of, uh, um, he was an Amalekite. And advanced him and established his authority over all the officials who were with him. So Haman was rising up through the ranks of the Persian Empire. And uh, all the king's servants who were at the king's gate in royal service bowed down and honored and paid homage to Haman. For this is what the king had commanded in regards to him. But Mordecai, a Jew of the tribe of Benjamin, neither bowed down nor paid homage to him. Then the king's servants who were at the king's gate said to Mordecai, why are you disregarding the king's command? They were putting pressure on him. Not only did the king say that you should bow to Haman, but now all the other servants who were bowing to him were telling Mordecai that you need to bow to him. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. 
You know, if you don't do this our way, you're going to be in big trouble. Right? And uh, now it happened when they had spoken to him day after day. Everybody say day after day. You talk about pressure, you got people putting peer pressure on you day after day to disregard your beliefs, to compromise your faith, okay? Sounds like the day that we're living in today. And he would not listen to them. Someone say amen. Amen. That they told Haman to see whether Mordecai's reason for his behavior would stand as valid, for he had told them that he was a Jew. Jews bow to one person, God. And they don't compromise. Amen? Amen. Verse 5, so when Haman saw that Mordecai neither bowed down nor paid homage to him, he was furious. Is that really a reason to get furious? You've got to be possessed to get furious if someone doesn't bow to you. Uh-huh. But he disdained laying hands on Mordecai alone. For they had told him who the people of Mordecai were, his nationality. So Haman determined to destroy all the Jews, the people of Mordecai who lived throughout the kingdom of Ahasuerus. I mean... You, people don't bow to you, and you're going to destroy a whole race of people. Does that sound like the devil? It certainly does. So Mordecai was being pressured to do something that he knew was wrong, that he knew that he shouldn't do. So you've got to be careful who you bow to and why you bow to them. What do you bow to? Well, we bow to the Lord Jesus. Amen? Amen. Who do you not bow to? We don't bow to the devil or any of his representations or representatives. Amen? Amen. Do you realize that you have power over the devil? He can't force you to do anything. He can't make you do anything. Amen? We don't bow to the devil. We don't bow to the world. Amen? Amen? So, why shouldn't Mordecai bow to Haman? Well, I'm going to give you a synopsis of who Haman was based on the word. Amen? Well, number one, Haman was an Amalekite, which was an enemy of the Jews. Okay? He was an Agagite. King Agag was the king of Amalekites. Saul was commanded to destroy the Amalekites. Okay? All right? And uh, according to Esther 3 5, Haman thrived on the praise of men. Does that sound like anybody? <laughs> sounds like the devil, amen? That sounds like pride. Yes. Do you realize you don't need any man's approval to do what God tells you to do? Yes. Amen. When God told Moses to go deliver. The Israelites from Egypt, he did not tell Moses to ask permission from Pharaoh, did he? He said, Moses just stood before him, he said, let my people go, right? He didn't say, sir, 
would you please let my people go? No, he gave him a command and God backed him up, didn't he? Okay. So Haman was full of pride. We don't bow to pride. And if someone is exhibiting pride, God rejects the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Even God rejects the proud. So why should we accept the proud? Amen? Okay. And uh, in verse 6, Haman wanted to destroy a whole race of people because he hated one person. That's, that's crazy. Amen? We don't have to bow to the crazy. Right? So we don't have to bow when, when a person expresses hatred towards people. Okay? Why? God's in the people business. Who are, who are people made in the image of? God. Amen? All right? And uh, in Esther 3, 7, Haman cast lots to find the lucky day. He used divination and witchcraft. He kept casting it every month to see which month was going to be the best month to destroy the Jews. Now, you know God is not in that. Okay? It's like looking into the horoscope. Astrology is one thing, but, uh, or astronomy is one thing, but astrology is different. All right? And uh, in Esther 3.8, he told the king, he offered the king 10,000 talents of silver. He said, oh, king, there's a people in your kingdom that don't abide by your laws. And they need to be done away with. I'll, I'll gladly give 10,000 talents of silver to do that. He was using manipulation to the king. Right? Trying to get the king to do something that was wrong. Okay? These are reasons why we shouldn't bow to a Haman. And uh, so he was willing to pay money. That's bribery. Right? I'll give you $10,000 if you take, take uh, this people out. Right? All right? So he was, uh, in verse 10, uh, the Bible says that Haman was an enemy of the Jews. It, it, it calls it right there. So there, Mordecai was right not to bow. He was right to disregard the pressure. Amen. He was right to stand his ground. And every time he saw Haman, he would stand and that ticked Haman off. In Esther 5.11, Haman began to recount all the glory of his riches the large number of his sons, every instance in which the king magnified him and how he had promoted him over the officials. Me, me, me. I, I, I. Look at what I've done. What comes before a fall? Pride. Who was the first one to exercise pride? Devil, right? So this is, re- this is why we shouldn't bow to a Haman. Amen? And uh, in Esther 5.12, he loved the praise and honor of men. And uh, 
he thought that he was going to be promoted, and his wife suggested that he should build a gallows and ask the king to hang Mordecai on it. That's twisted. And what's even more twisted, Haman thought that was a good idea. This is why you shouldn't bow. And uh, so in Esther 6.6, the king couldn't sleep. And so he, he read the history books. And he found that Mordecai did something to save the kingdom. He, he interrupted a plot of, of killing the king. And he was never rewarded for it. So the king asked Haman how the king should honor someone. Haman thought he was going to be honored. Right? So he says, put on a king's robe, a robe that the king wore, put him on a horse that the king rode on, put a crown on him that the king wore, and have one of your highest officials lead him through the streets on the king's horse, declaring this is how the king honors those. And Haman thought that he was going to be honored. And then the king said, okay, do everything you said, don't leave anything else, and honor Mordecai. Can you imagine... Haman, who hated Mordecai because he wouldn't bow to him, had to lead him through the streets of Susan on a parade saying, this is, how, this is how the king wants to honor someone. Let me tell you something. When you stand your ground and when you don't back down, God will back you up and you'll be better for it. Amen. Don't let the world think that they have a right to make you do what they want to do. Okay, so Proverbs fourteen nineteen says this, the evil will bow down before the good and the wicked will bow down at the gates of the righteous. Stand in righteousness. Well, what if I'm standing alone? If you're standing with God, you're not alone. If God before you, Who can be against you? No one. Amen. Here is how the devil tries to steal your secrets. Okay? This is what Delilah did. Some of the things Haman did. Let me just give you this list. This is how the devil steals your secrets. Number one, he uses greed. There was, there was an offer of a large amount of money, right? They promised Delilah a thousand pieces of silver. Haman offered 10,000 talents of silver, all right? There, there was weeping. Now, Haman wasn't weeping, but he did weep to his wife. He, 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 went, he went home like a little crybaby after, after he had to parade Mordecai on, on the king's horse. He went, and his wife said, oh, don't, don't worry, dear. We'll get rid of Mordecai pretty soon, right? Then there's manipulation. He tried to get the king to do something that he did. There is demanding, right? You need to bow to me. You need to do this. There's demanding. This is how the devil operates, right? There's nine things, all right? Then there's flattery. If the devil can't uh, get you by demanding, he'll, he'll speak good of you. Yeah. You know, Delilah said, oh, Samson, you're so strong. You're so wonderful, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then there's nagging. How often did the people tell Mordecai to bow? Day after day. Day after day. Right? Delilah wept for seven days. 
Alright? Then there's emotional pressure. See? And then there's a vexation, and then there's torment. Okay? I mean, if you're going to plan to hang someone on the gallows that didn't do anything, that's tormenting. Alright? Now, here's what we should not bow to. Okay? What we should not bow to. According to 1 Kings 19.18, don't bow to any idol or false god. See, it wasn't just showing public respect for an official. The Persian kings felt it was some kind of a divine advantage for people to bow to them. Like they were, I mean, a lot of the kings in history in the world powers, they thought they were gods, Right? So we don't bow down to false gods or idols. Amen? Amen. We stand up for the truth. See, you have to be careful of false information. Well, how do I know it's false? Number one, who's it coming from? What's their track record? Hmm? Have they changed their opinion? last since a week ago (laughs) okay so we don't bow to any idol or false god don't worship another god right the lord is a jealous god right he does not take it kindly or lightly and see bowing is a form of worship when we, if if Mordecai would have bowed to Haman, it would have been like worshiping an idol or a false god. I'll take things we don't bow to for twenty. Go to look at Ezra chapter nine, verse eleven. Ezra. He was a scribe. Verse, chapter 9, verse 11. He was warning the people. He said, the land which you are entering to possess is a defiled land with the uncleanness of the peoples of the land through their repulsive acts. I'm reading from the Amplified. Which have filled it from one end to uh, the other along with their impurity So now do not give your daughters to their sons or take their daughters for your sons. Never seek their peace or their prosperity. Don't promote the world's system. We have got to break. We got to operate on a kingdom system, not the world system. We are just visitors of this world, but we are no longer of this world. Why? We gave our hearts to the king. We are citizens in heaven. Amen. We have citizenship in heaven, and you don't even need a passport to travel because you don't need a plane. Isn't that awesome? Never seek their peace or their prosperity so that you may be strong and eat uh, the good things of the land and leave it as an inheritance for your children's children. So we don't bow to the world system. Don't elevate value, appreciate, or yearn for the world's system. Amen? If, if a person gained the whole world and loses his soul, is he better off? No. 
Now, does that mean that God doesn't want you to participate? He, look, we're in this world, right? We're in this world, so while we're in it, God wants you to enjoy it. And he's given us abundant life in this world. Amen? And it's going to, be, and it's going to take us out of this world. Amen? But, see, the world has a, an allure to it. But everything that shines is not always gold. Right? Okay? We know that um, in the book of Daniel, the king made a statue of himself. You're so vain, you're so vain. I know this thing, you think this thing is about you. Right? Someone's got to be vain to make a golden statue of themselves and then make other people bow to it. That's just ridiculous. When you hear the music and all the, all the sounds, I want you to bow to me. And everybody is bowing. Everybody is conforming except three teenagers. Thank God for the godly teenagers who will stand up in the midst of peer pressure and apply some kingdom pressure to overcome the peer pressure. We've got... Um, oh, my goodness. Hold... Can I just encourage you for just a minute? Jesus said, in this world you will have trouble, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. He what? If he overcome the world, guess what? You're destined to overcome the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world. What? Your faith. You have overcoming faith. Amen. Listen. 1 John 2.13. He says, uh, I'm writing to you, fathers, uh, because you know him who has existed from the beginning. I'm writing to you, young men, uh, because you have been victorious and have overcome the evil one. Have you overcome the evil one? Yes. Jesus, when you accepted Jesus, you crushed the authority of the evil one. Amen. Amen? All right. First John 4, 4. You are of God and you belong to him and you have overcome the agents of the Antichrist because he who is in you is greater than he who is where? In the world. You've got someone who's greater in you than greater in the world. It doesn't matter how much the world, how much pressure the world wants to put on you, there's someone greater than the world's pressure. It's time that we start pushing back. First John 5, 4, this is your overcoming, that's your uh, victorious faith. Revelation 12, 11. They overcame him. By the, who's him? The accuser of the brethren. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Glory to God. We have overcome him in the world. Glory to God. Psalm 117, verse 2. For his loving kindness prevails over us, and we triumph and overcome through him, and the truth of the Lord endures forever. Hallelujah. God gave us armor that overcomes the enemy. Luke ten nineteen. You can tread on serpents and scorpions and what? Over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Amen. Amen? 
So you and I, we were destined, we have already been given the victory, we have already been put in the, in the position of a winner, and we have overcome the world already. The world, the entire world could come at us and it wouldn't matter because they that be with us is more than be with them. So, Nebuchadnezzar, right? King Nebi. King Nebi says, yo, guys, oh, a king, there, there's, there's a group of people that don't obey your laws. Why? Because your laws are against God. Do you know that God gave you the right to obey a law that disagrees with his law? Yeah. You have the right to disobey a law that disagrees with God's law. What was the law in Egypt concerning baby boys? Kill them, right? The king issued a decree. When the king decrees, that's law. What did the midwives do? They didn't obey the law. They broke the law. They broke the law. What did God do? Did they get punished? No, God built them houses. God built them houses. When you stand for God, God will stand with you. So, we know, first time around, the music played, everybody's bowing except for three. And the king's counselors say, you know, those Jews, they're the problem. Those God-fearing Jews. Hey, I'm an adopted Jew. Amen? Abraham is my, I'm part of Abraham's lineage, glory to God. I've been engrafted in. Glory to God, I've been adopted into the family. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I just don't have to kill a cow or offer a sheep. Praise God. I came in on the good time. (laughs) So the king saw that these three were not bowing. So what's he going to do? He's going to apply pressure, right? He's going to intimidate He's going to try to shake you. He's going to try to loosen your faith. He's going to see what kind of uh, gumption you have when it comes to faith and standing strong. Okay, guys, maybe you didn't hear the first time. But when the music plays, you need to bow because if you don't, I'm throwing you into the furnace. Oh, king, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. Our God, whom we serve, will deliver us. Can you say amen? Amen. They weren't going to, I don't care how hot you make it. We're not going to bow. We're not going to bow to a golden statue. We're not going to worship a golden statue. We're going to stand our ground no matter what you do. So the music played. Everybody's bowing except those three. When you stand for God, God will stand with you. What happened? Oh, the enemy thought he had him. He, he threw him in the fire. The fire was so hot that the people that threw him in got burnt. And they're in the fire. But they weren't alone. 
There was a fourth man in the fire. See, when you stand for God, God will stand with you. God will work it out for you. God will work it on your behalf. You don't have to worry about the outcome. The outcome has already been settled in there. You just have faith in God. And the king said, "Uh, guys, didn't we throw in three? But there was a fourth one in there. What are they They're dancing in the fire. Woo! Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. See, you've got to resist the pressure to conform. And when, when they got out, they did not even smell like smoke. There wasn't a hair on their head that was singed. Oh, Hallelujah. What's going to happen to me if I don't conform? You'll be free. You'll be stronger. It'll be, you'll be better off. You don't, sin, you don't stand in the way of a sinner. You don't sit in the seat of the scornful. And you don't take information from the ungodly. I don't know why I'm preaching so hard. It just, it, it's like a... It's like a force and it's like fire in my bones. So because they didn't bow, they had revival. The king said, we're going to worship that God. We're going to worship the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Right? You know, you can tell the devil, hit me with your best shot because it's not going to work. So there are things that we should not bow to. But now, what should we bow to? 2 Kings 1.13. 2 Kings 1.13. This is with Elijah. When they tried to capture Elijah or Elisha, they, uh, the, the, the two, uh, they sent one set of 50 soldiers and he called fire down from them and they got burnt. Then they sent another 50 soldiers and he called fire down on them and they got burnt. So the third, the third guy, he had some wisdom. All right? In verse 113, 2 Kings 113, Ahaziah again sent a captain of a third 50 with his 50 fighting men. And he went up and he bowed down on his knees before Elijah and begged him for compassion. You know, it's good to bow when you want to receive some compassion. And he said to him, O man of God, please let my life and the lives of your servants, these 50, be precious in your sight. Behold, fire came down from heaven and consumed the first two captains with their 50. So 102 men died just like that. Okay? And, but now let my life be precious in your sight. So when you come, when you bow with humility and request compassion and you bow to spare life, God will grant it. And God told Elijah, go with him. He didn't call fire down on these. Why? Because it was with the attitude that he bowed with. He bowed in honor and respect and reverence. And he was honoring a man of God. 
Okay? Now, we, we don't worship men of God. I mean, when Peter showed up at Cornelius' house and Cornelius was bound, he said, stand up, man. He said, I'm just a man like you. Amen? We don't worship man, but he wasn't worshiping man, but he was asking for compassion. <laughs> That's wisdom. What happened to your two other troops, or two other sets of troops? They got burnt like a marshmallow in a fire that was in there too much, right? All right, Second Chronicles 7.1. Solomon, he dedicated the temple, and he prayed, and uh, in verse 2, the priest couldn't enter the house because of the glory and the brilliance of the Lord had filled the house. When all the people of Israel saw how the fire came down, and the glory and the brilliance of the Lord upon the house, they bowed down on their pavement with their faces to the ground, and they worshiped and praised the Lord. You can bow down to praise the Lord. Amen? You can bow down in honor and reverence to the Lord. All right? When the people saw the glory... They bowed down. They declared that God is good, his mercy and his loving kindness endure forever. The Lord delights in showing mercy. Remember, we sang that tonight, doesn't he? Amen. Hallelujah. We can bow in reverence to God. We can bow in obedience to God. Hallelujah. Jarius, when he came to Jesus, first thing he did was he bowed and worshiped him. The woman with the issue of blood, when Jesus said, who touched me? She came and and bowed herself to him and said, it was me, it was me, it was me, paraphrase. The the leper, the one out of ten, came and worshipped him. Amen? And when he came and bowed down and worshipped him, he became whole. Hallelujah. And Mary, we know that Mary, Lazarus' sister... She anointed Jesus' feet and kissed his feet in one setting, and then in the next setting, she sat at his feet and listened to his word. Amen? You can put yourself in a position of receiving when you bow before the Lord. We're supposed to bow to worship God. Amen? Hallelujah. In Ezra 9.5, talks about Ezra, he fell on his knees, stretched out his hand to the Lord. It's good to bow in repentance. It's good to bow in re- when you have realized and recognized your wrongdoing. It is, it's a sign of humility to bow in the presence of God. It's to, it's Proper and it's right. Psalm 20, verse 6. Psalm 20, verse 6. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Some trust in chariots. Some in horses, but we will remember and trust in the name of the Lord our God. They have bowed down and fallen, but we have risen up and stood upright. O Lord, save the king. May the king answer us in the day of, of, in the day we call. People who trust in the world system, they trust in chariots and horses, they're gonna fall, but those who trust in God are gonna stand upright. 
And we have got to stand against the world system. Who is the God of this world right now? Satan, the Bible says he's the prince of the power of the air. He is the God of this world who blinds the minds of them that believe not. He is operating in this world system and he would, he would love for Christians to bow down to his plan. But that's not going to happen. Amen? We got some people in Palmyra who know the truth and they're not going to bow down to him. They're not going to back down from him. They're not going to compromise what they believe. Amen. We're going to stand strong in this world. We're going to bow to God, but we're going to stand strong against the wiles of the devil. Amen. God gave us the ability to stand against the schemes of the devil. He gave us the ability to stand firm in our faith. Amen. Do we got some firm faith holders tonight in the name of Jesus on this Wednesday night? People who aren't going to back down no matter what kind of pressure is put on them. Amen. Amen? Hallelujah. We remember and trust in the Lord. Isaiah 45, verse 22, and I'm almost done. Isaiah 45, verse 22. Turn to me and be saved, all the ends of the earth. Can anybody turn to him? Absolutely. You know, sometimes it's just a matter of how you pivot. You know, pivot is just a turn. In basketball, when I, I played basketball, seventh and eighth grade, uh, actually, well, seventh and eighth grade, and uh, when, you, when you dribble and you come to a stop, you can only pivot. You can't let this foot go, but you can, you can turn. As long as this foot is planted, you're okay. You won't be called for traveling. Right? right? Yeah. So you, sometimes it's just a matter of pivot, of turning to the Lord. All it takes is a decision. A lot of people are one decision away from obeying God. See, what happens is when you bow to the enemy, fear becomes your master. Foolishness begins to rule your life. And sin begins to dominate you. Turn to me and be saved all the ends of the earth. For I am God and there is no one, there is no other. Aren't you glad for that? Verse 23, I have sworn by myself, the word has gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return to me, and shall not return that to me every knee shall bow, every tongue shall show allegiance. It shall be said of me only in the Lord are righteousness and strength to him people will come and all who were angry at him will be put to shame. In the Lord, verse 25, all the offspring of Israel will be justified, declared free of guilt and will glory in God. We can bow to acknowledge God as the only as the one and only true God. Amen. We can bow and acknowledge God. Did you know that Joseph had two dreams? One of his brothers bowing to him and one of his father and mother bowing to him. And when he told it, his his dad said, you don't think we're going to be bowing to you? And God was just smiling. Because God knew the end before the beginning. Right? And God knew that there was going to come a time when 
Israel was going to send his sons to Egypt. And they were going to come before Joseph, whom God had planted there years before. And they bowed down to Joseph. And when Israel came, right, he found out that Joseph was alive. He came and he bowed down to Joseph. The dream came true, amen? Hallelujah. So be careful who you bow to. Be careful for the motivation for bowing. You know, bowing is recognizing authority. Bowing is honoring majesty. And when you bow to the world, you're recognizing the world as the authority. But if you bow to God, you're recognizing him as authority. Amen? We got to yield to God. Hallelujah. So I've told you what not to bow to. We don't bow to lies. We don't bow to pride. We don't bow to hatred. Amen? We don't bow to pressure of the world. But we do bow to the word of God. We do bow to the Holy Spirit. Amen? We get, when the Holy Spirit wants to move, we give him way. You know, it's called yielding. You know, when you come to a yield sign, triangle, right? It's not a stop sign. You're only required to yield when someone else is moving. So when we yield to God, the, as the Holy Spirit moves, we're letting him move and have his way. Amen? We're stopping what we're doing and what we're thinking and we're letting him move. And we're just participating with his move. However he wants to move. If he wants you to shout, you shout. Hallelujah! If he wants you to laugh, (laughs) you laugh. If he wants you to run, you run. Right? You just got to get into the flow and to the move. Right? Because he's never going to disagree with the word. And he's never going to, uh, he's always going to magnify Jesus. But you got to become familiar with his voice. Amen? Amen. There's a lot of Hamans in the world. They want you to worship them. They want you to put your attention on them. But it's really the enemy in disguise. What What did the devil do to Jesus? He said, He took him up to the highest pinnacle, right? And he showed him the kingdoms of this earth, didn't he? And he said, I'll give you all this. Did Jesus say, well, you don't own it? Did he say that? Because he's the God of this world, because Adam gave him control over this world, he, right now, he has access to that. But he, he said, Jesus, he said, I'll give it to you if you bow down and worship me. And Jesus said, it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord God and him only shall you serve. Amen. Amen. We got to be single minded when it comes to God. Because there's going to be opportunities and temptations to compromise. And the, the, those compromises are subtle. You know, they, they, they just kind of weave their way in. Right. The enemy is not brazen. 
He's subtle. He operates in darkness. Right? But we operate in the light. Amen? Amen? We're supposed to be walking and living in the light. The entrance of his word gives light. I want to encourage you tonight. Don't compromise. Don't give in. We have already been given the victory over the world. Amen? And you don't have to be ashamed of standing for what's right. I like Rosa Parks. You can't sit here. You've got to go to the back. No. I'm going to sit right here. That's what we need to do to start a revolution. Amen? She did what was right in God's sight. Because you know what? God said, I've, seen, I've, already, I've got a seat for you in heavenly places. Amen? Amen. The enemy has lost. Yes. He got kicked out of heaven, but we got citizenship in heaven. Yes. Yes. Glory to God. Yes. We're going to heaven. He's going to hell. Yes. And he can't do anything about it. Yes. We've been delivered from hell. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ came and we've been washed in the blood of Jesus. Sin has no dominion on us. We don't have to operate according to the world's system. I don't care what the economy is doing. I got a Jehovah Jireh. He's my provider. Amen. He supplies me all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I don't have to care about what the world is doing. I care about what God is doing. I'm into what God is doing. Amen. I want to stand for God. I'm going to speak for God. I'm going to live for God. It's time that the Christians get some boldness. Amen. Hallelujah. And stand up. Stand up. Hallelujah. We've got to stand up. Let's stand to our feet. Hallelujah. Let's make some bold declarations tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, that this is a group of bold lions. In the name of Jesus. And we, we don't back down from a fight because we fight a good fight of faith. Hallelujah. We stand strong and we stand firm in faith in the name of Jesus. And we're not going to let the world take away our rights or destroy our constitution or say that we have to do this or do that to conform to them. We're not going to be conformed to the world because we're, we're, we're going to be conformed to the king. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's get excited about Jesus and let's give him some praise tonight. Hallelujah. Let's have some breakout praise in this place right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. we got to get some radical Christians in this place. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We need some people drunk in the Holy Ghost. So full of the Holy Ghost. When you walk into a room, demons freak out. Hallelujah. There they are again. Oh, so-and-so got up again. They got out of bed again. Oh, my goodness. Get the Tylenol. You're going to give the devil a headache, glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, glory. Oh, glory. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. I am so glad that we don't have to put up with the mess of the world. We have been delivered from the world. Glory to God. 
We've got a better future. Our retirement plan is out of this world. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Our names have been written in the Lamb's book of life. Glory to God. Your destiny is sealed. So let's live like we got the victory. Let's act like we got the victory. Let's hold our head up high. Amen. I'm not back. I've been delivered from poverty, sickness, and death. Glory to God. Jesus took it for us. Is there anybody here that you're dealing with sickness in your body? If you're dealing with sickness in your body, I want you to come up here right now. In the name of Jesus. There's a floodgate. There's a floodgate right here, right now. The spigot has been turned on, and it's flooding you right now. It is flooding your soul. Woo! Glory to God. Just enjoy the wave. Just enjoy the wave in the name of Jesus. If you need healing in your body, come up here right now. In the name of Jesus, are you ready to be healed? You are the healed. And you're just telling sickness that you have no...